This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any of the apps to listen to is always appreciated. Today's episode, I kind of want to go through possible introvert role models out there. Because there's role models for everything. For the sports you're in, science has a bunch of different role models for like Albert Einstein and uh, Newton. And I'm drawing a blank on any of those names right now because I'm not in science. There's role models for like stand-up guys, the um, for like smart, independent women, for great mothers, just everyone needs a role model for something. And honestly, introverts, we do have some. And I like to ha- I like to show the examples that I really enjoy, the ones that I look up to, because it shows that we all have talents just as diverse as extroverts. And we can do the same things that they can do. We just might do them slightly different. And some of these, I know I had a couple of people actually look at me like, oh, no, they they do this. They can't be an introvert. It's like, no, they can they can love whatever they want to love and be good at it. And they can still be an introvert. They can still be a woman. They can still be gay or trans or any of these different things because those aren't, those shouldn't be barriers. Like, I'm never going to be a wedding planner. Because I personally don't find that enjoyable. Like, I love planning weddings. I love planning that shit. But I don't want to do the day of stuff. But I know other people who do a great job with that. And still love to sit at home with their family. Or read a book instead of going out. Because that's just what they do. So my first one, of course, is Susan Cain. She's the author of the book Quiet. That really, really good book about introverts. And had really good research on there. And pretty much reminding people that... Introverts are 50% of the population. It's just we kind of get pushed back in American culture. And they expect everyone to be more extroverted. So we kind of get forced to be more like them. But there's other cultures where it's slightly more better to be introverted. Like I've had a couple episodes talking about where like Norway and like Scandinavian countries are a little bit more introverted. Same with Japan. They like having things kind of more orderly, a little more quiet. There's no reason for the loudness. There's no reason for bragging and other things that I honestly don't believe extroverts really have over introverts in any way. And Susan Cain also did a very quick, short um, podcast. I'm drawing a blank on it, but I think it's, if you honestly put on introverts, quiet book or something like that, you'll find it. I know at least on iTunes when I saw it. And I really like it because it was kind of an extension of the information in her book, stuff that she couldn't quite put in there or she wanted to discuss a little more and just kind of, it was nice kind of having a little bit more and then just having something to listen to instead of having to read so I can do other things at the same time. Next one is Denise Duffield Thomas. I'm not, a lot of people may not know her, but she is a life coach and a money coach. She's Australian. I really love her books. I'm on her email list. I like her website. She, and you wouldn't think someone who does public speaking, goes on stages, does group classes and things like that would be introverted, but she loves being able to stay at home. She builds her business. So a lot of it's online. A lot of it's pre-recorded. A lot of it's, it works for her. And especially now that she has kids, it's very helpful because 
She can stay at home for when she needs to. She only does a few um, live events a year just so she has the, the energy. And she she has the money and the means to make her life a little easier so she's not as drained when she does the events. Like she tries to make sure she does like business or first class when she can because that's more room, a little less like people around you. And she gets you just get a little more space and a little bit more for yourself and that helps her be able to do these events or make sure she has she always has the hotel that's at the event instead of like across town just to save money so there's all these little things that she does that helps her be able to do the public speaking um now this don't even come at me if you're political or any way but barack obama he is definitely an introvert and he's actually said so he loves having time to read he is very well thought and I do I I don't care what anyone says whether or not you're on either stupid side for politics and anything else I don't take sides I don't freaking care I, like, I depend on the person he is eloquently spoken and I miss that in what we have right now um like not saying like only introverts are doing that like I know uh George W. Bush yeah, when you see him in, like, his formal stuff, he doesn't seem very good at speeches. But from what I've heard from interviews is he hated his speech writers. And so he would be, he would, like, pause and everything else because he hated what was on his prompts and what was on his, his cards. And he was like, can I get around this? Can I say something else? And so that's, when he talks, when he want to talk like how he wants to, he's quite good. But I, I really like Barack Obama because we need to have, of course, some some men on this list. And he's a little more relevant one. And he does, I mean, come on, a high-stress job, always being out in public, being scrutinized all the time. Like, that would be a nightmare to me. But for him, it worked. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a public servant. Next one is J.K. Rowling. Come on, who doesn't love Harry Potter? And... I honestly know so many freaking introverts who would love to write, who love reading, who love writing. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Harry Potter in any sense. So it kinda, it's kind of one of those things of like, yay, she's like us. And I mean, you don't really see her out in events. She didn't exactly go to all these award shows because she didn't want to. She wanted to write her stories. She made a buttload of money. Go for her. Like, I love it when people do what they love and it's creative and make money for it. Another one's Meryl Street. I mean, yes, you would expect more outgoing people to be actors and actresses. And I really like her because she's kind of soft-spoken in a way, but she's so talented. She's been nominated for so many things, and I've always I always love her work, but she doesn't she's not like bolster. She doesn't feel like she has to put off a persona or this different aura of him of herself and everything else and I do I love that about her because it's like okay another great introvert that is in the public eye that doesn't lose themselves doesn't get drained doesn't like hate the world because they're forced into doing something that is boring or exhausting or anything like that these next ones are going to be a little older because I do like having, showing that these people, different eras, different times, have some great examples of 
people to look up to. One is Eleanor Roosevelt. I mean, it's like we had a president um, introvert, now we have a first lady. And she did a lot of speeches. She had philanthropic, oh my God, I can't say that word, endeavors. And she had programs and stuff like that. And she still did everything. She did all these different things that requires to be out in the open, but she still took time for herself. And of course, she had to take care of her husband because I'm pretty sure this is the wife of FDR, the one that got was in a wheelchair and was actually sick part of the way. So, of course, she had to pick up more things to kind of help hide that for a while and help take over for him to take care of himself, but also still do the work that he actually had to do and not the stuff that wasn't quite necessary. Next is Rosa Parks. I mean, come on, you want to have a good example of someone who was part of a movement. I mean, the civil rights, what people think her sitting on the bus and not giving up her seat was like something loud, but she just sat there and she said, no, she could, she said it in her own way. And she became a symbol for the injustices and all the things that are wrong with our world at that time. And everyone thinks that she was just like loud and bolsters and she was just standing her ground. But like everyone, um, I think I read that when she got, she got letters after she died about people talking about how she was just a quiet person. She was, they called her timid, they called her sweet and soft-spoken, but she had the courage of a lion. And that is, that's all you really need to be an activist. You need to have the courage for it. You need to have the fortitude to do so. It has nothing to do with whether or not you can be loud or whether or not you have charisma. You just need, you need to have courage and you need not to be a dick. That's kind of it. That she had quiet fortitude. And I love the idea that you don't have to be front and center and be loud or do what you need to do for what you believe is right and have to be always up there and doing stuff. You can do stuff from behind the scenes. You can do stuff from wherever you feel most comfortable for and still get stuff done. Then there's Albert Einstein. Since I talked about science, I had to throw someone in there because, I mean, the guy was a genius. He gave us so much information, so much theories and all these different things that would have been almost impossible if we didn't have him before. And it was just, I love reading about stuff he does. He was actually a pretty good, he actually was an activist. Like he was very against the establishment against minorities in any sense. Like he actually would teach classes. Like there's actually a picture of him teaching a class to all black people because they weren't allowed. And so he just made up his own. That made that was him making a stand. That was making sure that everyone got educated. And I remember there's a quote on there um, that he's known for, which is quite, like a lot of introverts would understand this. And it's, let's see, the monotony and solitude of a quiet life stimulates the creative mind. That is so true. Like we are known to having our quiet time and our solitude. And we get our energy and we get our drive and our muse and everything else from that. And we can get so much done. We can get so much figured out. And we can create so much in that time and in that space. Also, I just would love to show someone that's 
really freaking smart. And see, yeah, look. Just because we're one way doesn't mean we're like this one box. Like all of intelligence are not extroverted people. All of charismatic people are not extroverted. And not all shy people, not all timid, not all assholes are introverts. Some of us are assholes. I can be. I have no problem with that. The last person I want to talk about is Dr. Seuss. I do love me authors because we all love the idea of reading. We all love the idea of writing and putting down our thoughts. Like we're better at the written word than we are spoken a lot of times. And Dr. Seuss is, I mean, prolific writer. And especially for children's books. And it's very imaginative. And the funny thing is he was afraid of meeting kids while he was writing. Because he he feared that they would be disappointed at how quiet he was. So he was kind of like, he, he knew that everyone expected, like, oh, children's books. Especially at that time, like, oh, you have an imagination, you love all this color, and all these weird scenarios and everything else. And, I, and then he thought, and a lot of people probably did, that she was supposed to be like that in real life. And he wasn't. But he still did a really good job of what he did. And he, honestly, I can, I can also see that maybe he just didn't want to go see these other kids, too, for his own reasons. Other than that they would be disappointed. Maybe he just didn't want to be around kids. I understand that. I'm pretty sure he had his own. But it's a very different story. So those were my usual favorites of role models that I kind of look up to whenever I'm feeling a little down. Or that I get enough people saying stupid shit about me because well I thought you would be nicer I thought you I think you need to be louder I think you need to say more or you need to like tell me about yourself and I don't want to these this is who I am I can still be successful I can still get a lot done and these people can show that you can also do that and you can also have your place your own place in the world that is not in that box and so I would love for everyone else out there like if you want to give me your I your ideas of who you love as a role model, because I love examples. I love seeing other people and why. Like, go ahead, give me an email, hit me up on Instagram. I'll actually message you back. I really, I rarely get messages on Instagram, so I'll be actually, I'll be surprised because it'll pop up. And I'm like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and I would love to be able to hear who you guys love to follow and who you love to hear about, because I'm sure there's more out there that I would. I would have never heard of because I don't, I don't think about it. I don't look on there. And it, but I've I've had other people tell me I've had random like interviews or biographies that I've read, and that's how I've known about these people. So please let me know who you love out there because we all need more role models in the world, and we need to have our own so we can keep going the way that we want to go. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverse Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 